What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Write Who You Know. I'm Matt Hausfetter. This is the Screenwriting Podcast. That's the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes. Man, it has been a minute, huh? I think it's been almost three weeks. This is the longest we've been away from each other. Uh, the truth is, um, I was in Martha's Vineyard uh, on a family vacation for like a good 12 to 13 days, which on paper sounds lovely. But uh, when you're with your in-laws and cousins and your baby and your potty training and... Uh, it is a lot. So uh, I needed a vacation from the vacation. And the good news was that my buddy Michael, who produces this podcast, shout out Mikey Shoes, he plays bass in Queens of the Stone Age. And he invited me out to join them uh, for their Atlanta and Nashville dates on their first leg of their U.S. tour. Uh, it was so much fun. Fantagram opened up for them with The Armed. I got to know uh, the crew a little bit and Sarah and Josh from Fantagram, who are so awesome and I had such a blast, man. It's uh, it's crazy to see uh, what goes into a production of a band of that magnitude, just like in terms of rigging, backline, 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 sound, uh, you know, the entire thing. It, it was just like a monstrous traveling circus. And of course, I've I've gotten to see them play before and I'm lucky enough to have been to some really incredible shows, but seeing your friend uh, play for thousands of people and just watching them get electrified by his electrification, it never gets old. Uh, so a big thank you to everyone in the Queens of the Stone Age Fantagram camp. Uh, what a blast. What a time. Can't wait to do it again. Uh, you guys should check out uh, qotsa.com backslash tour for all their upcoming dates. You should definitely grab some tickets. I'm going to go see them again in San Francisco. Uh, but enough about Michael and enough about Queens, because today on the podcast, we have my old friend Dash O'Driscoll. Dash is the voice behind the Funny or Die Twitter, or was for the 10 years when Funny or Die was still uh, crushing. And, uh, you know, uh, the Internet was sort of a new, fascinating uh, place for content creators uh, long before TikTok, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So Dash, uh, he went to Oakwood with me. We went to high school together. He's written on shows like Saved by the Bell. He created the hilarious online series Zach Morris's Trash, as well as on a very special episode. He hosts the Zach to the Future podcast with Mark Paul Gosseler, who, duh, played Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. And he is one of the funniest dudes I know. I love talking to him. Uh, and sometimes when I get stuck screenwriting, I give him a call because I'm like, that dude has great ideas. And in fact, after the podcast that we recorded today, I asked him to help me take a look at a at an act two problem I was having. Uh, so without further ado, uh, settle back, fluff your pillow, grab a scotch, grab a martini, roll a blunt, do a line, smoke some K, hit your DMT pen, whatever you're going to do, do it well. Sit back for another episode of Write Who You Know. Pass. Nope. It's just a really hard time right now. The industry's contracting. Come back to us and give some bigger attachments. Tell them right what you know. No, tell them right who you know. Okay. I think we're fine. Are you sure? If I'm not, we'll get there, you know? I yeah. believe I believe in this group. Yeah. Hancock Park, dude. Yeah. What part? Like, by Larchmont? By the Sugarfish is what I use as a... Third in La Brea? Pretty much, yeah. That's a wonderful area. There were Fairfax posters up uh, up until there weren't. Dude, it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny because, um, like, B 
people that are family friends, they'd be like, you know, like I was in undefeated. Like this other dad I know that's like 50. He's like, I was in undefeated. And I asked him like if they saw Fairfax and they're like, nah, fuck that corny ass show. And nice. I'm like, you nice. you ask people in undefeated if I they watch a show that was basically lampooning them. Like, what did you think was going to Yeah, your first mistake was talking to the people in undefeated and expecting like a human, <laughs> a human being to respond. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, there were there was a Fairfax poster right outside Sycamore Kitchen, and so we were just like, we're just gonna take meetings here for a month. Nice, that's, that's, that's power move. Yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah, um, but uh, now I'm here in Laurel Canyon and uh, have no show, and uh, <laughs> on to the next. Hey, look, you have a show. We're on it right now. That's right. Yeah, that's right, dude. Uh, you know, I, full disclosure for the audience out there, I knew you from high school. Yes, we are. We're cool people who still hang out with our high school friends. Yeah, we're yeah. Oakwood Gorillas. You know, they change. They're changing the mascot. I didn't because well, it's offensive. I was gonna say, what's the reason behind <laughs> because, it? Because because they think gorilla is offensive. I think it's offensive that we had a mascot. And we we're the least athletic group of youths. I've ever seen assembled. True. In my I'm life. Like, why are we arguing over the mascot? You should be arguing whether you should dismantle the athletics department. We had like a pretty good girls' volleyball program. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is like not, unless you want to like go pro uh, in college volleyball. I don't know what you're doing uh, at the Oakwood Athletics Department. I think there was l- only one person to ever make it in professional sports. They had like a, do you remember there was like a, um, like a plaque <laughs> for him in that weird like carpeted hallway between the library and like the theater computer lab area i remember the hallway i don't remember <laughs> the plaque there was a yeah with like everyone's shitty pottery is the plaque of the one guy who like you know ended up in the nba i'm forgetting his name but not that anyone gave a fuck but i'm really just trying to settle the back nba i would have yeah. i would have thought b- baseball no it was I NBA. About something like it was definitely like a, NBA. Like, a, like an out of shape person could do <laughs> just be a pro baseball player yeah um, but Dashiell, you were in my brother's class, yes? Yes. What year were, did you graduate? I 08, graduated, 09? uh, no, no it, was, four. it was 2005, I think. Mm, oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 oh, yes, 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 yes. So were you two grades below me? I think just one grade below you. Maybe, I don't know. I've got, I, okay, I graduated Oakwood 03. So that like, doesn't, you, I don't think you're right. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think your senior year started 03. Okay, so maybe I ended 04. Yeah, you graduated in 04. It's like, okay. a, yeah. But then, yeah, but we're how, having our 20 year reunion in October. So, like, 20 years. That would of, be 19. 20 years since it started, not 20 okay. years since it ended. I guess? Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't understand. Um, but I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I can't count. That's okay. I'm in the WGA. I'm not really a, a numbers guy. I know. Me either. Me either. Um, I also, d- I did some research on you just to like, oh, see, cool. was there anything I don't know? Oh, wow. Went to Pitzer. I did go to Pitzer College. Congrats. California. Thank you so what much. What did you, what did you study there? Uh, media studies. So like a glorified film video program. Really good program, honestly. Um, learned a lot of very annoying theory words. Uh, so you can use them around film students and sound like uh, you also went to an expensive college. <laughs> any, any in particular that have stuck with you? Oh, God. Diegetic sound. I love the term diegetic sound. What is diegetic sound? Oh, Matt, so glad you asked. Is it like room tone? Diegetic sound is when, like, in the movie, there'll be... Uh, it's when things... It's like when the character... A good example would be a character is listening to music in their car. Ah. They get out of the car, and the music audio drops because you are hearing the audio that exists within the world of the movie. Got it. My professor, Ming Ma, taught me that. Remember his name, too. He was also my advisor. Well, Ming Ma shouts to you, dog. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you for t- for diegetic sound. Yeah, I, it's, it's pretty much the only thing I retained. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know in college, I mean, I had a very circuitous route to being a writer. Did you know in college, like, whether it's one way or another, I want to write? Yeah, I also had a pretty circuitous route. Um, and I thought at the time, like, oh, I'm just going to get out of here and, like, immediately crush it, which is not, <laughs> which is not the way it went. Um, but, yeah, I always knew... I always knew I wanted to write. I mean, really, at the core of it, I think I wanted to, like, goof off with friends and make things that make other people happy, and writing felt like the best way to do that. Um, So out of college, I started at at Funny or Die, and that was really a social media job, but it was still, you know, writing jokes, writing. It it became more and more of a writing job, and, yeah, it was like a weird weird backdoor into screenwriting. When it's—when were you working there when Funny or Die, like, started— uh, I got, yeah, I started there the first couple months it was a company. I was I was interning at another place, uh, an online marketing company called Fanscape. Uh, my boss at the time, um, her boyfriend was making videos at Funny or Die, like right in its infancy, in the first couple, I guess, weeks or maybe months. And yeah, I took a meeting at Funny or Die. I'd, it was the, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I, this Will Ferrell, this sounds cool. I, let's do this. Um, and I was really good at getting traffic to videos. That was my whole thing. I used a site called Dig that was like a precursor to Reddit. And yeah, I took one look around Funny or Die and was like, I want to do this. This sounds great. Let's whatever whatever's going on here. Let's let's get involved. So I worked there from uh, my college apartment, and then I would come in on the summers and work out of their little like a bungalow off Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah, I was with the company for over ten years. Was Twitter was Twitter invented when Funny or Die started? It was it was right around this like when I was there we definitely I definitely witnessed like <laughs> like hey we should start paying attention to this and we should like also start growing this and we should start putting resources behind this. I saw that hall. I graduated college with a job that didn't exist when I started college. So that was a very surreal kind of experience. And were you you were if I'm not mistaken, you were the funnier die Twitter. Yes, you are not mistaken. Uh the uh I was the one writing a bunch of you know, it was mostly a copy job. I mean, let's be real. It was, sure. like, it was like helping write copy for videos. and But it was also a 24-7, oh, my God, this happened in the news. Like, we need, a, we need a take immediately. So I was writing jokes for millions and millions of uh, bots, I guess, and some, <laughs> and some people, um, you know, some real human beings, too. Well, how would that work, Dash? Like, would you get, a, like, an email from, like, let's just say McKay or Chris Henchy or Owen Burke or Will Ferrell or whomever, anyone at Funny or Die being like, hey. <laughs> Will Ferrell didn't never email me. Yeah, okay. In my head, in my head, I'm like, Will Ferrell's emailing you, like, you know, we need a take on Charlie Hebdo, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was, I actually had a, a pretty wide range of autonomy in that I was allowed to just take out my phone wherever I was and fire off a take on, uh whether it was like a big global event or if it was just like a fun, dumb post about, I don't know, sandwiches or something. Um, I was allowed to just kind of, I had a lot of free reign to to use that account and to really like pump a life and personality into it. And that was kind of what, you know, the spoonful of sugar with the medicine kind of thing. It was like, if you make a joke about tacos, you're then allowed to do a promotional post for Chevrolet, like that kind of balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find like pressure, like when people started following you, like by the end of it, there were like millions and millions. Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes. And there was a day I remember vividly where I noticed John Cusack, an actor who I really loved, <laughs> unfollowed Funny or Die. And I was like, what? 
was I was agonizing. I was like, it was that dumb joke about the weekend. Like you should have like I was like, <laughs> no one cares about Fridays anymore. I was like losing my mind. Like what did I say? That I I'm hoping it was a promotional post for Chevrolet or something. <laughs> you lost Lloyd Dobler. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. Um, and realizing that there were people who like. You know, they're following Funny or Die because they follow Will Ferrell and they Adam McKay. And, like, you know, these we do videos with celebrities. So a lot of times they would then follow the account. And I would say I felt tons of pressure sometimes trying to, like... And also, the other flip side of that is I would feel great sometimes. Like, oh, my God, this, like, comedian I love likes, you know, this dumb joke. And it was it went both ways. It was also a weird job in that, like, no days off. Like, if Will Smith gets, you know... If there's another Will Smith Oscars moment... You better be ready for it. And similarly, everything like from the Super Bowl to every major award show, like I had to sort of be there, locked and loaded, and ready for you know, goof on something. And also to not anger anyone who follows us or friends or friends. You know, it's like you don't want to like make a joke at someone's expense or it's that was there was a lot of that. Was Funny or Die a place? And this is just because in my head, is Funny or Die a place where like in my head I imagine like Seth Rogen's company, everyone's smoking weed all day. It's mm-hmm. just like super fun. Was Funny or Die have that, like, startup culture where, like, you who, I mean, I'm not trying to out you here, but I've known you as someone who enjoys marijuana from time sure, to yeah. time. Yeah. Was this a place where you were able to partake uh, <laughs> freely, or you would you have to, like, go in the street and then come back? Like, was this a job you could do uh, high? This is You're asking uh, for a list of names of people who did drugs at, <laughs> at the job. Um, I would say it was a pretty, like, it was, it was a, I've been, <laughs> we shot a video at Seth Rogen's office, it smelled like weed. Okay. Uh, you know, unsurprising. I would be disappointed if it didn't. Yeah. Um, Funnier Die did not. Funnier Die was like a largely corporate um, entity. And, you know, I'm sure people were doing what people do. But, uh, no, it wasn't like, there weren't like people like out in the open. Okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, what you might imagine if you wrote a movie about <laughs> a building like that. Uh, it wasn't quite like that. What I what I want to get to is, like, could you imagine if, well, you and I were at Oakwood, which yeah. is a notorious marijuana smoking school. When I applied there to get to high school, it was, like, known as, like, Smokewood. It had a whole list of names. Yeah, Smokewood, Smokeweed, Cokewood. Cokewood, yeah. Some of them, yeah. Some more creative than others, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was, you know, I was thinking about this. If we had vaporizers yes. when we were in high school, oh my God. to be able to sit in the back of a math class and like blow vape into your backpack, we would have all been expelled because we would have thought we were being like super sneaky, and we would have been. It would have been over. Are schools very like? Do you, I mean? I, how would you know this? I don't oh, know. I hang maybe, out at lots of high schools. Do, do yeah, are all the schools time, very yeah. um, like militant about on campus vaping? Like, do we have any clue? I would imagine, here's what I'm going to go off of. I'm going to use Disneyland as a barometer. Disney's on it. So if Disney is, like, militant about, like, vapes and, like, keeping vapes out of their space, I'm sure schools are just as good about it as Disney. How do you know a firsthand account of what Disney's vaping policy is? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just there over the weekend, and I noted on the tram in like the same voice that's like Disney's open till midnight. He's like, and no vaping. <laughs> they, like, they like had to call up the guy to be like, we need you to add no vaping to the tram message. <laughs> that's so great. What uh, what were you doing at Disneyland? Just hanging out, having a little pre-storm uh, hang on Saturday. Before nice. uh, I don't know when this podcast is going up, but probably tomorrow. Frankly, oh, okay. oh wow, know? okay. Well, then this is very topical. Yeah, uh, yeah. Little uh, little last, uh, just you know. Hanging at Disney. You on and the Saturday. missus are some friends. Uh, me and my wife. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, it's lovely. Congrats on your marriage, by the way. Thank you. It's so good to finally have someone to go to Disneyland with. <laughs> I, <laughs> what's your favorite uh, ride there? 
Favorite ride at Disneyland. Disney or like what's your like your top three? You know, it doesn't even have you to know, be a fave. This is uh because I'm a, a mental sicko who uh has a pass and goes more than the average person. Oh, like you have like a you have a an annual. Yeah, have My an dog. annual. Yeah. And uh from when things were really sweet. <laughs> from you know, you want to get the pass when you book that big job, uh, and then uh hope you book another job before it expires. Um favorite ride i don't know it, it like changes it's really weird when you go all the time you start noticing like you just like things like the music or the vape message on the tram or just like you you start focusing on other things than like oh my god i'm only here for one time in five years i need to do every single thing today uh but i like you know what i like the rapids ride matt in california adventure because the rapids ride is unpredictable every other ride at disneyland has the same outcome every time rapids ride you might get very wet you might not get wet at all it's a different outcome every time. So with the pass you have, you can go also to California Adventure. Is oh, it yeah. A, is it a, a theme? What's it called? A park hopper pass? Yeah, all the passes. Uh, yeah, this has become an ad for this. Is now <laughs> it's okay. Basically. I love it. I no, love is, it, dude. It, yeah, all the passes are park hoppers. They don't sell. Uh, Disney would never sell. I mean, maybe they would, but they don't sell like currently a just Disneyland pass. Okay, cool. It's both. Did you do the Haunted Mansion? Closed right now because they're doing the Halloween overlay. Interesting. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. No, it's okay. Got it last time. That's the thing. <laughs> you get a pass. It's okay. Okay. What about Indiana Jones? Did Indiana Jones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That do you want to just go through the list? No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just going to name the ones that I like. Um, I got sick on Space Mountain last time. I went like two years ago, and literally the this week, two years ago, because it was a wow. buddy's birthday, and uh, I couldn't hang on Space Mountain. It just like fucked up my tummy and sort of ruined the rest of the day for me. Was it during the mask time? If it was this time two years ago? Yes. Like, yeah, we were wearing yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. But we had, I was with a buddy uh, and we had like a docent. It was like a very white gloved experience where nice. like they walk you around. We got to go to Club 33. Oh, wow. Have you had that experience? No. That's, me, on my, that's on my bucket list. To sure. me, that, it was, that was more exciting to me than like meeting David Bowie, which I accidentally <laughs> did at a K-Rock <laughs> Acoustic Christmas in 1997. Like that was probably the most exclusive thing I will pr- probably ever get invited to. Yeah. I uh, or the White House, like I don't know where you go from there, but I don't think I'd be as excited about the White House. I'd probably rather go to Club Thirty Three. Yeah, <laughs> it's also closer. I don't want to get on a plane. Yeah, do you know they have incredible drinks there? I'm sure they do. Yeah, they have. That's I think that's the only place that serves alcohol uh, in Disneyland, or at least it was they've, up to a point. It it was up until recently, but they've now there's now it's booze has crept in. There's a there's a bar in Star Wars Land. Oh, the cantina. There is a cantina. There's also you can get like beer. <laughs> this is becoming a comprehensive Disney podcast. Dude, dude, this is <laughs> you can what also, I do, Dashel. Yeah, you can also get a beer and like a specialty cocktail at Blue Bayou. Oh, is that the restaurant that is in next Pirates, to Pirates? Yeah. And they're introducing a few more in September. Uh, they're introducing a few more like sit down restaurant drinks at Disneyland. The the smell at the Pirates ride is buck wild. Like yes. I can call I can call that up from anywhere since I was there since I was five. During the pandemic, uh, in the darkest days, I ordered like a candle that would smell like like they they sell scented Disney candles. Not Shut up. Disney doesn't sell this. It's like a you know a lunatic on Etsy living in a cabin somewhere. I'm sure. Shouts out to all the cabin lunatics <laughs> listening to the pod. Uh, but yeah, I bought like a like a pirate scented candle. It did not smell like pirates. It, do, it, it only made the situation worse and more depressing. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the updated woke pirates? Uh, it's fine. Things, yeah. you know, I, things like, change. Yeah, like so what? It's uh, I mean, I'm more. I think I take more exception to like Johnny Depp injecting himself into the ride. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I thought was silly. I'm like, he's in the ride, which I don't love, which I get because I get based it. on the franchise, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, um, I get it. But it's like the Rock isn't on the Jungle Cruise no. yet. 
No, no. <laughs> yeah. But I hear Josh Gad like does like every once in a while like uh, pop sure, in for yeah. a fucking yeah. whatsy hoozy. Hey, it's Josh Gad. Have you done the Cars race? Like the ride? Yes. Oh yeah. Because I haven't, and people say that's also awesome. Cars ride's great. Yeah. Do it's you really actually good. get any freedom to drive yourself, or is it autonomated like Chippendales? <laughs> you don't get any. You have no. You have very little freedom to drive anything inside of. Disney. I guess Autopia that lets you drive a little. Uh, no, you're. There's no steering wheel in the cars ride. Oh. Because the cars are alive, Matt. Don't you see? I get it. What do I they need it. a wheel for? Okay. You know? All right. I'm gonna take this back now. Now Please, that we've hit yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. Uh. So you're you're tweeting at Funny or Die. Yes. Just like up at all hours, doing your thing, always yes. on call. Yeah. Um. Around this point, and you can tell me if my timeline's off. Sure. I, from my perspective, you were posting little, small, like one-page articles on your Instagram. But did yeah. that start a little bit later? I started. I was actually very hesitant to even get my own social media accounts because I was pumping so much of my energy into these, like, into this faceless comedy entity. Where I was like, I don't want to waste a good joke on my own Twitter or something. But these jokes were God not good. God forbid but, yeah. I have my own thoughts. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds insane now. But yeah, no, when I finally signed up, I, I did start posting, like, uh, there's probably, like, maybe eight or ten of them, just, like, sort of single pages. I would, like, get an idea, uh, and I would want to, like, turn it into something but didn't quite know how, so I would write these little little pages that I would format on Instagram because people love having to zoom in. That's I what was, I was just going to say is even, they were good, but they were incredibly challenging yeah, to oh read. Oh, my God. It was also, like, before <laughs> Instagram let you zoom. So it was, like, you'd have to have – it was basically an eyeglasses test. It was, like, <laughs> if you can't read this – you're you probably need a stronger prescription <laughs> what what like what years do you start doing this just for, to orient me and the <sighs> listener to orient you and the listener i want to say it was let's just call it 2015 okay maybe. and when do a you, lifetime ago when do you start doing zach morris's trash that was 2016 okay so um, good my timeline is yeah we're we're, we're doing chronologically we're cruising through the years uh -huh. we, by the way we just jumped from 2007 when I started. <laughs> That's how long you were there. I know, yeah, it was a long time. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, Zach Morris's trash was a product uh, of, um, I guess I want. Wait, was it? 20, it was either 2016 or 2017. Shoot, it's one of those. Okay, we'll figure it out. I'm trying to remember. It's like I hate that I'm basing it off of the Trump presidency, but it was such a blur back then. I want to say it was 2017. Okay, we well, you know this is the most easily. Easy to find thing. I world. could Google it right now, but yeah. like I'm, I'm not one of those podcasts where I'm like, hey, uh, research guy. When did Dashwood yada yada? I yada. know we don't have a research guy. We have uh, it's just us. Yeah, and it a, is. And a bass and a, guitar and a Venkman. Uh, oh yeah, Peter also from Gallery Eighty Eight. Yeah. I see here many Gallery Eighty Eight pieces. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so what gave you the idea for Zach Morris's trash? Which, by the way, if you don't know, audience is a. I'll let you. I'll let you describe it, Dash. How would you describe Zach Morris's trash and and sort of how you came to it? Uh, Zach Morris is trash. It's a, um, well, it's a communist podcast I started. No, it's a, um, <laughs> I don't know why that was the silliest thing I could think of. <laughs> Communism. Um, I just watched Oppenheimer twice. Uh, Zach Morris, I mean, I watched it twice. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Spoiler alert, there, there may be some dealing with communism. Okay. Um, I got the idea for Zach Morris is trash. I was, someone, his name is actually Joe Farrell. He still works at Funny or Die. Yeah. Joe had a meeting with the writers where he told us about a spec script that I guess is now a very famous spec script um, that someone wrote about the uh, cast of Friends getting AIDS. And it was, they got this guy or team or lady or whoever, a bunch of meetings, because it was like a, whoa, this is like a crazy thing based on something we're all familiar with, you know, the plot of a Friends episode. And 
I was just like, I need some kind of sample. I need a writing sample. And what do I know? I know Say by the Bell. I watched it every day when we were in high school, bringing it back to Oakwood, come home, not do any homework at all, and just watch Say by the Bell reruns. And I was like, I, in order to do this effectively and to really write an episode, I should probably go back and rewatch them because I watched them growing up, but like, let me like soak in the culture. So it started with you saying, I'm going to write a Say by the Bell spec. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I need to. I need to like first do the homework, make sure I'm getting the rhythm. I'd never written an episode of television. I you know I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I needed one if I wanted to ever write TV. Yeah. I watched the first episode and I was blown away by how like out outlandishly irresponsible these storylines were. And I forget what even was the first one I watched. I wish I could remember, but it was like so. The spec script I wrote wound up having Tori. I don't know how deep your Say by the Bell knowledge is. She was a late final season character who replaced uh kelly mm-hmm. and jesse due to contract negotiations whole thing <laughs> that's all that's another that's a pod for a different day um but yeah i watched a tory episode and i was like holy shit this would never fly and then i started watching a few more and i was like this is something at the time at funny or die the thing i was most known for um publicly behind sort you know not the social media behind the scenes stuff I was doing recaps of The Walking Dead, <laughs> and I had like this super long-running recap series that was articles, and I was like, well, maybe this Zach Morris thing is a blog post, or I, don't, I didn't know. Maybe it's a podcast. I was like, I knew I had something. I just didn't know what to do with it, and over the course of a, I want to say a week, maybe, I like figured out, okay, this is the name. This is, let's try one. Let's see how it works, and because my background was in writing blog posts, I was able to kind of write it, the episode like an essay. And then this guy Jason Flowers, who worked there, he laid down the, uh, the 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 title like singing it to the tune of "Say by the Bell," which really, Jason, if you're out there, thank you. I that remember was, it. That is like the without that, I think he Jason did it in like maybe five takes. He like nailed it right out the gate. And yeah, from having the idea, I went down into we had funnier. I had a little podcast room, uh, not as nice as this one that I'm in right now, um, but I recorded it. I sat with an editor and edited it. It was like very, it was like done, done, done in like a week. And then it went up. And I remember there was a big push around topicality at Funny or Die always. Like, how is this video topical? What are we tapping into? So I did the episode where Zach lies about being Jewish to go to a Dodgers game. (laughs) And I tied it into, I think Yom Kippur. (laughs) I think I tied it, I think I missed Rosh Hashanah by a week. And I was like, I was like, oh, like I know we don't usually say Happy Yom Kippur on social, but like let's let this slide. For, <laughs> yeah, you know the Jews will understand why Happy Yom Kippur not the most appropriate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I tied it into some Jewish holiday that I'm sure the 14 million Twitter followers could not have cared less about. Uh, but the video blew up. It like instantly was a hit, and then it was very quickly like, oh shit, this is. I need another one. Run it back. Let's go. And the video, in the video, just to refresh memory. <clears throat> Is oh yeah, so I didn't even fa- say with the pod. I yeah. just made the joke about communism and Oppenheimer. I'm really good at this. The video was like a satirical deconstruction of why Zach Morris, who I don't think it's like I'm alone here. I think a lot of like kids in the '90s, are like, oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, he's the cool. guy. He was the cool character on the yeah, show. He's like who you want to be. He has like, a babe. He yeah. had all the friends. Everyone likes him. Yeah. He has like Screech to do his bidding. Um, it was basically saying, hey, maybe that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but did you uh, on the video that you made for Funny or Die? Um, didn't you do like um, you like f- would fast forward the episode and then like basically summarize it? Be like Zach goes and he does this. Yeah, I would do. It was very talky, and I would basically walk you through the entire episode, often 
fully cutting out the B story. So okay. I would cut, a, or if Zach's shittiness was the B story, you'd miss the A story. Okay. So it was almost like watching half an episode of Say by the Bell in about three to five minutes. Okay. And then at the end of it, I would do a, like, let's review summary that was like a zip, zip, zip uh, with the hardest kind of jokes. Um, and yeah, like, people people really gravitated towards it. Like, once it once it hit, I went right back, and the next week, I, I made sure Fridays in our social calendar, I had Friday at 9 a.m. or whatever it was, like our leadoff spot in the, on the West Coast time. Uh, I made sure to sort of work with marketing that I was on the team for to, like, we let's hold that. And every Friday for the next, I, it was, I think it was nine weeks in a row, so 10 weeks total, every Friday I had a new one out. So it meant writing it, it meant recording it, it meant et- sitting with an editor. Um, and after the first 10, I started editing them myself because I was like, it's this will be quicker. You know, let me just teach me. Let me, you know, I, I edited stuff in high school and college. It wasn't like... What do they use at Funny or Die, by the way? We were using Premiere to okay. edit. Um, I'm sure they still are. Why not? Industry standard, guys. Mm. Adobe Creative Suite. Uh, if they would like to sponsor the pod. <laughs> um, they don't. <laughs> the, last thing, <laughs> the last thing Adobe wants is more creatives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was like once it became, once it was a hit, it was very clear that I needed to keep doing this, and it worked out great where I was able to then, I think the last episode of season one of Zach Morris's Trash, I just called it season one. Again, it's like no one was... <laughs> I <laughs> love... No, this, this is brilliant. Was, this was my own thought process. It's like, let's do 10 at a time. That's a nice even number. Um, the last episode timed out, so it was right around Christmas, which I loved. So I was able to do the time he uh, tried to hook up with a homeless girl uh, at Christmas, which is <laughs> pretty Insane. bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty... Uh, shouts out to the original Saved by the Bell writing crew, who I met on the picket lines. There was a Saved by the Bell picket day for the WGA, uh, and a bunch of the original writers were there. Um, it was organized by this guy, Bennett Tramer, uh, absolute gem of a man. And uh, yeah, I met some of the originals, and it was pretty cool. Pretty cool to like meet the people who like... There was, the, there was a woman there who built Screech's robot Kevin, and I was like starstruck. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did they know you are the guy who is Zach Morris's trash? I don't or, think were they, they. Were they aware? I don't think they. I think they just knew I was, um, you know, writing on the new version. writing on the new one under Tracy Wigfield. Okay, uh, wrote on the new one. I should say yeah. past tense. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. A victim of the streaming wars. Totally. Oh wait, but ta- so take me back. So it's blowing up Christmas episode. Yeah, I was. I, w- I did ten in a row, and it was like every week these are just getting bigger and bigger, and it was. Again, it was a um, really like creatively liberating thing for me because I was like, oh, I can just sort of toil away. The same way I was doing these Walking Dead recaps, but it was like, okay, the Walking Dead recaps found their audience in a popular show on AMC. This was like another level of popularity. It was like exploding with, you know, really tapping into nostalgia and sort of deconstructing nostalgia. Why? Excuse me. Um, is tapping into nostalgia and deconstructing nostalgia. Why are we nostalgic for this piece of shit? Like, I wouldn't <laughs> hang out with this guy. Um, you know, and, and uh, once I did 10, I knew, one, I was, like, already looking at the clock of, like, there's a finite number of these. There's only so many episodes that exist of Saved by the Bell. There's only so many that are, like, juicy enough. And so I wanted to start saving them. And I was, like, I was plotting it in my head, and I knew I also wanted to keep the train moving, so I started a spin-off series called A Very Special Episode that was like Zach Morris's Trash on Crack. It was basically deconstructing <laughs> like episodes of sitcoms that I grew up with. And some I didn't. Some are even as far back as the I guess early eighties. But stuff where they would like try to teach kids something, but with like 
varying degrees of success. Yeah, no, I remember the one on um, Full House where, like, the Greek grandpa dies. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yes, the grandpa dies on Full I Actually, the first one I did of Full House, so, so very special episode was fun because instead of Zach Morris's trash, it would be like, this week's Family Matters, next week is Say by the Bell. It was, like, different every week. Yeah. And it let me do different things. Diversification. Diversify, yeah. It let me do different things because I was like, well, I'm, and I called these things seasons. I was living in a land of my own delusions. Um, but in season one of a very special episode, it's like, I'm not doing two episodes on alcohol. You know, like, I'm not doing two episodes on weed. I need to, like, make sure there's different lessons in each one. The season finale was uh, the Punky Brewster Challenger Space Shuttle Explosion episode, <laughs> uh, which if you've never seen that, that was some television. I got to check that out. Yeah, it was something a lot of kids went through. A lot of kids had the TV wheeled out that morning, and uh, Punky Brewster was like, we should address this. We are the people to fix this. <laughs> yeah, I made, and then- we so, need, You know what? We need to comment on this. TV writers need to help kids process a space shuttle exploding <laughs> uh, in between ads for cereal. Um, that was the meeting that day. I'm sure it was much quicker than that. Uh, but yeah, I went right into making a very special episode. As soon as 10 of those were done, and maybe I'd take like a week off, then another 10 episodes of Zach Morris' Trash, another 10 episodes. I was just back to back to back. While working at Funny or Die and tweeting. Yeah, while doing my job. And it, it became a pretty big, like I was, and it got to be to the point where it was pretty consuming. And by the end of it, I'd, I'd even converted my Walking Dead recaps to video series. And I would be coming in on Sunday nights when the show was to like edit those and have them up Monday morning. It became like very time consuming. But I was, uh, you know, I had my teeth into something and it felt like writing was finally like, clicking in a way where my name was on it and i was like oh this is like good i'm just gonna keep doing as many of these as i can at what point does mark paul gosler get involved find out get involved comment see great question this is where it all comes full circle so i'm cranking out these videos and i'm just like hey wasn't i supposed to write that spec script <laughs> i never <laughs> i never did which is like the story of my uh my brain and i finally wrote it and it was i was like I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a bunch of books on screenwriting. Gotta read Save the Cat. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm gonna like read other scripts and write this thing. And I did. And it was format. Now, when I look back on it, I'm just like, I didn't. I was still definitely still learning on the job, so to speak. <laughs> but I posted it, and I was at dinner with. And my, it was at uh, Say by the Bell. It was no. I this was like I wrote my. So my idea for a spec script was to fuse to be edgy. It was to fuse the episode of Seinfeld that. Notorious episode, the contest where they make a bet, to see yep. who can, you know, we not all know it, guys. Yeah. Who can not or not masturbate? Right. Okay, let's masturbate. make it gender neutral. Women can jerk off. Women can jerk off. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, that was me outing myself for not being inclusive. Yep. Um, You're fired. Thank <laughs> from you. From the job, it feels so yet. good. It feels so good to finally have some free time and go to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, what if the contest happened at Bayside? So the whole idea for my script was, I'm just going to do a Say by the Bell episode called the contest and like essentially rip off the beats of the Seinfeld episode, but, like, do it with House, a yeah, base ID twist. And I wrote it. It's a, it's a crazy spec script. And I posted it, and out of nowhere, the AV Club picked it up, which was, like, Huge. blew my mind. And I'm, I think they were only watching my account because of Zach Morris's Trash, because I'd started, like, I had entered the online creator space suddenly, because I was, you know, just churning stuff out. A space I'd been in, by the way, for, like, 10 years, just, like, toiling in darkness <laughs> um av club tweeted it and then mark paul gosler retweeted it and he was like we should do a table read and my my heart like stopped i was at dinner with my then girlfriend now wife and i like couldn't believe it i was like this is like the best day of my life we never did that table read <laughs> but mark paul's 
uh, focus and attention wound up, he got the ear of Tracy Wigfield, and when she was putting together her, like, Avengers team for the new Say by the Bell, um, she very graciously took a meeting with me, and which I thought was a prank, by the way. I got, like, DM'd on Instagram. She reached out that way, and I was like, this is a setup. This is not real. I'm going to show up and be asked to send money to a <laughs> remote continent or something. <laughs> this is like, this is Stacy Wigfield. Um, <laughs> but no, she, she took a meeting, and a couple months later, I got the job to write on Say by the Bell. I, I, I couldn't believe it, and it was all because of this. I mean, it was because Zach Morris is trash, but it was also... When Tracy was like, do you have a writing sample I can show the network? I was like, yeah, I actually have a Say by the Bell script. <laughs> and it's insane. <laughs> and it turned out to be, uh, it turned out to, to be, I guess, good enough to get the job. What was your um, meeting with Tracy like? Just like, did, was it more like interview, just getting to know you? And I ask because I always ask people like, you know, what's your first big job interview? What was that like? Were you intimidated? Like, yeah. you know. It was, um, it was breakfast. It was. Where did you go? Oh, why am I? Is it Jones? John O'Groats? No, Jones, like on in Studio City next to where the Big Five is. Okay, so yeah, Jones on Third on Ventura Place. Jones on Third on Ventura. That's why my brain like <laughs> didn't want to say it. It's like Jones, it's not on Third. I know. It's a lie. I know. I don't know why I just got so defensive. Because I, I, I get pissed off to him. Like, that's Jones on Third on Ventura. Yeah. Uh, it was Jones. I'm like 99%. I believe I got an Eggs Benedict, uh, ate half of it. I remember the morning very vividly. I was at the Rolling Stones night the night before. I remember like feeling like you were feeling yourself. I feel like you were you were as good as you could have been. You know, like, I was, you were ready for this. I was ready, but I was also just like, there was immense feeling of like, I had been on another job. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, okay. I'd been on another job. Uh, Drop the mic, which was James Corden's like I musical hip hop show, uh, celebrity battle rap show, I should say. And uh, you know, I was on that show for a season. And it was my first WGA job after Funny or Die. Hold on. Didn't you find out you got that job on K-Rock? Uh, n- no, I knew I had it, but Jensen, my boss, like, announced it on K-Rock. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> he announced it, like, like, he told people before I told people. Okay. Uh, he was on the K-Rock morning show at the time, and I guess he was talking about Zach Morris' trash, and he was like, very casually was like, oh, you know, I hired the guy. And I was like, I don't, I haven't, I don't even know if I told my boss yet. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. Um, okay, but yeah, you're I was, saying I was, back to you. Ro- you're Rolling Stones. You're jumping Jack Flash was, the night before. I was like, I had had one TV job, but it had been almost a year since it wrapped. So I was kind of just feeling like, man, like I don't know what's I, I don't know if this doesn't work, you know, which is the classic writer's quandary constantly. Like, I really hope I get this thing. We were just talking about a, you know, no spoilers. We were just talking about a job potential before the podcast started, and it's like you always kind of have your eggs in another basket coming up. So I. As as much as I was feeling myself, it did feel like some Back to the Future type. Like my destiny hinges on these moments. Like I hope she doesn't think Eggs Benedict is weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she didn't. Thankfully, she didn't. And so you she, sh- she was. It was. It was a little bit of getting to me. I mean, Tracy is the nicest person maybe in the entire universe, and she, um, you know, she just kind of wanted to know a bit. It was basically this podcast. She was okay. like, "Tell me your story. Tell me about high school. Do you remember the weird carpeted hallway?" Um, and yeah, she just kind of wanted to know a bit about me and was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I, you know, I hope to one day maybe write some movies or she's like, well, do you want to write on TV? I was like, I'd love to write on TV. And I was like, the answer is always like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do is a big question. Um, but yeah, she, it was a few months later before I got the official word. Yeah. So this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. I want to get to the moment where you 
like you said at that dinner where you find out Mark Paul Gosselaar. Oh, was my like, God. Where are you when you find out, hey, guess what, Dashiell? You have gone from making funnier Die videos to making Zach Morris' trash to now you are writing on actual Say by the Bell. I was, I had just gotten back from walking the dogs, and I got, I first of all, I, I've been bugging Tracy, probably to the point where she was maybe reconsidering ever <laughs> hiring me. Because anytime there'd be, like, a news article about Say by the Bell, like, the reboot's announced, you know? I'd be like, fuck, I didn't get the job. Anytime anything would happen in the press around the show, I would just, my horrible, horrible brain would be like, this is it. They're moving on without you, and you didn't get it, and woe is you. So I would, I would politely email her and be like, hey, I'm just wondering if there was an update. And she's like, there's no update yet. Don't worry. I'll let you know as soon as I do, one way or the other. And she called me when I was, I was just gotten back from walking the dogs to let me know I got the job. And I like, it was one of the gnarliest, good feelings I've ever had in my entire life. It was like a wave of this is crazy, just total relief. The whole thing was just like a flood of emotions. Did you, uh, like, with the dog you were, did you hug and give your dog treats? Like, that's what happened to me when I got a big call. I was like, oh, my dog, I fucking love you. I'm going to buy you so many treats. I don't know. Wow, now I, feel, now I feel like a piece of shit. No, I just wiped <laughs> their feet off and I took off their harnesses. <laughs> Dude, who was the first person you called when you got the job? Was your girlfriend home? She was not home at the time, but I'm I'm sure she was the first person I called. Uh, and then I probably called my mom, I think. That was probably, like, the, like... You don't have to worry about your son for now. Yeah, for now. For, <laughs> for now. For eight to 12 weeks or 15, depending. Oh, oh no, it was a 20-week. It was wow, a 20-week room. Wow, 20-week or? Oh, it was so nice. And our last week was March of 2020. Oh. <laughs> Before we, we reconvened later. But our, like, final scheduled week on season one was literally the week where, like, Tom Hanks, NBA, oh, Disneyland. I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that, that. that week. We did, all did. Yeah. Did you guys do one season or two? My brain's escaping. We did me. two, and our seasons, Matt, ten episodes. So it turns out when I was modeling, you know, ten episode seasons exist. Uh, I wasn't just creating them out of nowhere. And yeah, we did two. There's twenty episodes of the reboot out on Peacock. Uh, could not be prouder of that show. Loved it and met some of the most talented, smart people I've ever met in my entire life uh, working there. Did you write uh, an episode? I did. I wrote two episodes. I actually co-wrote them. Um, the first season was I co-wrote with uh, this guy Marcos Gonzalez, who actually worked at Funny or Die with me. Um, started, I think, as an intern, and then he like moved his way on up. And yeah, we co-wrote it. And then uh, Yodoye Travis, I think his last name. He's like Madonna. He's just Yodoye. <laughs> I, I, I believe that's his last name. I'm gonna. I, I don't know what it is now. Now I'm like second guessing it. We co-wrote the uh, an episode on season two. Yeah, my. So I guess what I was getting to is like. You 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 get the writing assignment. Are you like, oh fuck? Now I have to like write an episode of like. I couldn't believe this process is legal. I was like, it felt we got a week off to like write the story, and we're splitting it too. So it's like, oh, I'll do the A story, you do the B story, or whatever. We and did can't... you guys already beat it? You already beat it out in the room. Yes, and I had the benefit of both in season. I think season one by design. Tracy very wisely, Marcos, who was also I believe his first staffing gig, um, like big gig. She, like, let us go, I think, third to last. So we didn't have the pressure of closing the season. And we had the benefit of seeing, learning on the job. You know, yeah. seeing how it's done and seeing what a first draft script looks like, seeing what a table read script looks like, seeing what a ready-to-go script. We had kind of done that six times, I think, by the time we wrote ours. So I was a little more like, but I couldn't, I was like, you, we can just go and do it, and this is going to go on TV? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> And I think the first draft, the first one we turned in, myself and Marcos had some jokes in there that 
are what I would call big swings. And not all of them made it, but some of them did. And I was pretty blown away. That I was like, this job is nuts. That once, once I started seeing the things we put on a page show up in like meetings with like samples of costumes and props, I was like, this is just, it, it never stopped blowing my mind. In, in season two, there was a dream sequence. Uh, the, Mark Paul actually directed the episode I co-wrote in season two, Correct. which was also like somewhere along the way during COVID, Mark Paul reaches out, who we had not even sp- spoken, even though we'd like had an exchange on Twitter, and he wanted to do a, a podcast together. And I recorded 50 episodes of a Saved by the Bell rewatch podcast with Mark Paul co- as co-host and with the premise that he had never really watched the show, uh, which is true. He was on it, but never watched it. So every week he'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, like every week he'd be like, they're doing what? Do you want to plug that pod, Dash? Zach to the future. I mean, it's watch, enjoy the, all 50 episodes, which coincidentally is exactly how many episodes of Zach Morris's trash are out there. I don't know what the number 50 is. Is it audio only or did you also film? It was audio only and yeah. we did it during, uh, during peak COVID. It was like, Mark Paul was actually one of, in a truly bizarro universe, he was like one of the only people I saw in person during COVID for, I mean, like I, I saw him before I think I saw my parents <laughs> and they lived in the same neighborhood. <laughs> Do you guys still keep in touch? Yeah, we actually texted a week or two ago. I forget what, but there was like something I saw that made me think of him. We like, we, we text every now and then. He's That's a, nice. He is a very kind, very nice guy. So not trash. No, and I wonder, sometimes I'd wonder, I'd be like, you know, you don't have to prove anything to me. Like, I know it was a character. <laughs> I know you're, but no, he's, uh, he's the sweetest. And it was, I was, it was also so nice that he, like, wanted to do a podcast. I, I was like, he reached out during COVID because everything was shut down. And his, he's like, look, my agents have been talking about a podcast forever, but I never felt like I had the right angle or the right person. And it was like, a phenomenal experience. I loved making it with him. It was. Did it was someone great. else edit it and all that shit? Yeah, we had another. Um, Cadence Thirteen was the company, and it was like it was also crazy because we would have other people on the, like we'd have like other, like I dropped off Zoom audio recording equi- equipment at a uh, uh, Tiffany's house. <laughs> Tiffany Amber Theason. <laughs> um, but it was a uh, that was a surreal experience to be like, because I I'd worked with these people on the show. You know, she was on the reboot also, but it was like. Suddenly being on a Zoom window with, like, these people was, was kind of mind-blowing in its own way. And, and getting to ask them questions about what was it like on this day and all that stuff. It was pretty cool. Do you, so after, now that you've been in rooms, do you have, what's your advice to someone who's like, you're about to have, well, we're striking, but, like, when it's over, on day one, what would you tell someone that's, like, about to get in their car for their first day of week, uh, their first day of work as a <sighs> writer's room? Oh, man. What I would say is you're going to want to check the night before that the battery in your key if it's the kind of key that has a battery, works. Because when I got in my car, or tried to get in my car the first day of the job, my key would not open my door because the battery was dead inside my key. And I had to call an Uber. I was sweat. I was like, I'm going to be fired before this job starts. The Uber wasn't allowed to access the back lot of Universal. Of course not. So they dropped me at the gate. So then I have to walk. If you don't know how far away some offices are at Universal, it is like a 15-minute walk probably from... You're not even supposed to be as a pedestrian. And, like, a production assistant was calling me, like, should we send a golf cart? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And I was just running. It was terrifying. So I would say don't be late. Check your car key. Don't get fired the first day. I don't think I've ever apologized more in my life to Tracy than when I saw her. That must have endeared you to the room very quickly. Oh, yeah. Here's the guy who's late the first day from the internet. (laughs) Here's the guy who's never written an episode of TV in his life who's, like, here to 
fact check our claims about Zach's family or whatever. Because <laughs> um, I, I would regularly get turned to as a resource in the room to be like, hey, like, uh, did this happen? What Did Kelly and, and Slater ever hook up? Or did, did people just ask questions? And I had to be the expert, even though sometimes you're like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, but no, my, my real advice, besides check your car key battery, which is real advice, listen up to what other people are saying and ask questions, which is what I did, hopefully not to an annoying extent. But if people used terms I didn't understand, I would be like, what What do you mean? I thought like plot and story are the same thing. Like, what? I don't understand. I, I just didn't understand. You know, a lot of Tracy's um, crew... She'd been working with some of these people since 30 Rock. She'd been working with some of these people on her show, Great News. Or it's like working in a restaurant where there's like a short, you know, a shorthand between yeah. people who are so familiar and they their brains are kind of merged almost. Um, so I would just say listen up and ask questions. And like, I honestly, besides diegetic sound, um, I felt like I learned more in two years on that show than I could have at a lifetime of any any institution. It was like, the biggest crash course in comedy and stories and jokes and production and like professionalism. The people who you realize when someone's been working at that level for, you know, 10 plus years, it's like you can learn a lot just by listening. That's, that was the most valuable stuff by far. The other thing that I wanted to briefly touch on is something that I think uh, is so awesome about you is that even when, you know, it, uh, let me back up. It's so hard Please, getting yeah. a fucking job. In yeah. this town, on a TV show, WGA or not. Yeah. And in the times when you are not working on a TV show, you are hustling and doing writing and doing anything you can to stay uh, productive. And I think that's something that like a lot of people are either like ashamed to do or think like, oh, if you go work at Barney's, like you you are taking a step backwards or, you yeah. know, you're not you're. And so I wanted to know, like, maybe if you could speak to that. And, and like, I think you have such a good outlook on, you know, uh, doing whatever you can do until you get to continue doing the thing that you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned earlier, unless it gets cut, that I hung out at high schools all the time. And that's to sell drugs to kids. That's what Matt's <laughs> referring to. I sell lots of drugs to lots of kids. But just uh, marijuana. Yeah, I mean, not coke. Right. No, no. Just, I mean, ketamine's hot right now, but that's another story. That's another Do you pop. know there's DMT pens? I do know that because I know someone who got one as a gift at their wedding. They were like, they were like, I, I don't know what this is. And then they reached back out to the person who gave it to them. It's like, oh, it's full of DMT. Did, have they used it? Yeah. And? It's it's DMT. I mean, they, they're, they're experienced drug. I don't think you get a DMT pen if you're not, like, in the scene, so to speak. Okay. Um. But no, uh, wait, what were we, oh yeah, <laughs> freelancing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take anything seriously. It has to be a That's joke okay. defensively. No, I think like in a dream world, yeah, I'd love to be back in a room I'd, or, you know, hopefully another one soon. Or, But it's like I've, sust- I, I said there was a year pretty much between Drop the Mic and Say by the Bell where it was like, okay, I'm like using up the cash. You know, first of all, save. If you're if you get are lucky enough to get a WGA job, put some of that money away because it's not <laughs> it's not a weekly salary that's supposed to last you a week. It's like that's your those are your acorns for the winter kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you know whatever you can do to pay the bills in pursuit of the dream is not a step backwards. It's it's all moving forward. James Cameron drove a freaking truck before he made his first movie. He xeroxed books at USC instead of attending college. Um, it's like, do whatever you got to do. You know, there's no, there's no linear path. I would freaking love if, uh, 
I came from a family of screenwriters and I was just being like swooped up into rooms left and right and that was the path. That'd be cool too. I'm not yeah. no no knock on Nepo babies. Um but that's not my path. And you know, do what you gotta do and if you work hard and you're decent and somewhat talented, I feel like you can even just work hard and be not that talented and still push. <laughs> you know, you can still get through. It's really just put in the work and and you know, show up and be nice. People just want to be with someone that's like not a piece of garbage, um, trash, as it were. That'll go a long way too. What's next for you, Dash? Well, strike aside. Oh man, um, are you working on any development? Are you excited about anything you're writing? Or are you just like <laughs> did, did that? Oh man, tell you. Uh, you know, I have like. Did you hear that sigh? By the way, where I went. <sighs> yeah, these these are two writers. Uh, like <laughs> people are like, the strike may end in two weeks. I'm like. Yeah, another some, stress to it some of us have been uh striking unofficially <laughs> yeah um you know i got a few things i'm working on have a few uh it's like the classic writer non-answer there's a few things i'm working on in my brain there's a few things i'm working on that involve actual words on a page and there's a few things i've like submitted for that we'll see if they come to fruition or not so it's kind of a you know you gotta have a couple spinning plates and don't put all your eggs in one basket, I guess, even though I said that earlier, that like that's kind of the rhythm. It feels like you go through processes of putting your eggs in one basket, then you just move on to the next basket. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh I wish I had more exciting no, cool news no, to plug. I, I, there's you know? there's no uh, there is yeah, I wasn't you know, I don't I don't assume anyone has anything exciting they want to no. plug right now other than like workers' rights or like yes. you know. Yeah, I hope wherever I go that um It'll be in a more. I I mean I I feel like I lucked out because Say by the Bell wasn't just a streaming show. It was on Peacock, but it's also on actual TV. Like there's like a Peacock TV station. I think they actually just launched a Say by the Bell TV station, and so the residuals and the the deal is better because it you know again these are all like crazy things because how do we how, has anyone watched TV? It's through streaming. Um, but yeah, I hope wherever I. Wind up next, there will be a more equitable situation for writers, and uh, they can't just use AI to, to rip my brain out. Even though that sounds nice, too. I don't know. If AI wants to rip my brain out, that's okay. Well, Dash, <laughs> just don't put it back. Dash, I appreciate you coming, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I wish you fucking all the success in the world. Thank you. You are not trash. If you, uh, <laughs> it, what's your handle? What's your what's your comedy uh, handle? Just It's just at Dashel. I was able to secure my name on a... On X. Oh, yeah. Twitter. I haven't joined X. Do I need to? Is it all just hate speech? It's just Twitter with the... I mean, it's it's a big old... I feel like it's it's certainly in in, in its decline. Well, I, Rome is falling, but it's still there. Um, what about threads? Do I need to join threads? I don't think you do. I joined threads out of, like, fear uh, of what? I don't know. But it was definitely a fear. It wasn't like... I didn't join it because I was, like, stoked. I was like, I need to get on this thing. Yeah. Um lizard brain kicked in didn't want to be left behind uh but no and then i did nothing with it so, okay yeah all right i'm just gonna stick on instagram yeah instagram's good it's uh although is it good maybe no, it's like, i hate it it's like is heroin good it's like feels good but then i'm just like where did that time go i know what am i doing if i i i've truly toyed with the idea of like can i hire someone to do the fucking to just to post once a week when i do these podcasts because that's the only reason i literally keep it right now it's for pictures of my daughter and the goddamn podcast which which one of those do you really love more? <laughs> Honestly, my daughter, because uh, you know, 
I don't know. This podcast uh, is, is just for fun, and she's for life, you know? Okay. Well, I'm having fun. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it should go without saying that uh, if anyone out there is looking for a fucking comedic genius who's oh, a, thank you, an assassin, yeah. when I am stuck sometimes, I have given Dash a call. I love those calls. And after this podcast, I'm going to ask him another question <laughs> yes. because I have a, I need help with something else. Yes. And he's that good. Yeah. Um, so, dude, thank you again for coming. And uh, hey, thanks, I hope to see you soon. You're going to see me right after this podcast. I know. I know. <laughs> it's going to be great.